welcome to Slash Report. I'm Fru, and I am joined, as ever, by my partner in crime, MK. MK, hello. Hi. This week, we are talking about a show that has tortured us and made us happy and then tortured us some more for many, many, many years. Eight, to be precise. Oh, God. And that made its <laughs> final bow this season earlier. Well, actually, last month now. And we are, of course, talking about House. MK, House. <laughs> I okay so okay background I had been like reading Prue's house stuff for a long time like that's basically how I found her the first time I was like oh this is really good like I want to read all of this and I spent like a month just reading your house stuff and then like the next six months or whatever waiting for you to like post more house stuff and eventually you did and then you got into SGA <laughs> and I was angry for like a year like I didn't know yes, you we had never spoken but I was like ah. Oh! How could she personally victimized by my <laughs> Yeah, you were posting like eight kajillion million words of SGA fic and I was like, what the fuck is this space show? She should be writing house. <laughs> and that's why I got into SGA. Uh, which is why it's acceptable for me to have ruined your life the second and third times with house. It seems legit actually in that context, if I accidentally dragged you into SGA with me. But how did you actually start watching House? Because I think that, like, I I actually really love terrible doctor dramas. So, like, I watch a lot of, like, Chicago Hope and ER and terrible things like that. Seriously? And I watch, I, I, yes. Hi. We've talked about my Mark Harmon problem before. All right. And George Clooney used to be on ER, in case you've forgotten. Uh. So I think it's a box issue that has, like, long, deep roots from when it wasn't even just a silver fox issue. It was a salt and pepper fox issue, okay? Salt and pepper uh, fox. So little, shut up. Shut up. So I, you know, that's my excuse for why I started watching House. Um, plus, I love Robert Sean Leonard. And stupidly, actually, in the time, in retrospect, when they started advertising House on Fox, I was like, oh, look, Robert Sean Leonard is in this as a supporting actor. It seems fairly unlikely he'll die, unlike <laughs> one of his projects. Incorrect. I'm assuming. So just to, to clarify, in case you guys haven't seen the series finale of House, spoilers. Bail out. If you want to watch it unspoiled, get the fuck out of town right now. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, so like many shows, I believe House suckered me in when I was ill because I hate medical dramas <laughs> almost as much as I hate Law & Order. Like, I just won't watch them. Uh, but I was home and I was sick and this is like the same thing that happened with Supernatural. For some reason, Canadian TV shows will air like two episodes of something and then they'll air like a three hour special explaining to you what that show is and why you should watch it. Like a pimping post, but like on television with commercial breaks. Seriously? Yeah. It, it happens all the time. Supernatural did it to me and then House did it to me. Like I was like home alone sick and I'm like, oh, this is something about that stupid medical drama. But I am unwilling to find the remote and change the channel because I'm so sick. So I just sat there watching it, and like 20 minutes in, they explain, uh, and by the way, Bad Jew asked us to address this, House is Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Like, that's the whole plot of the show, guys. It's a medical drama where he is Sherlock Holmes, but like today, solving medical crimes. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Well, not really crimes, <laughs> but solving impossible medical problems. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. I really do like Sherlock Holmes, and I like mysteries. Yeah. So if it's not so much a medical show as a mystery show, then I'll probably like it. And I watched, like, half a season in bed, like, sneezing and coughing and hacking, and then I was like, 
fuck everything, I like this show. Well, the thing is, for the first three seasons of House, that was such an epically good show. Like, the cast chemistry, the storylines were... It's very patient of the week, right? But it was so interestingly done, and House is such a caustically unlikable yet entertaining character that you really couldn't look away. Like, I loved it. Yeah, no. I was completely suckered in. I couldn't leave. Yeah. It was a good show. Like... Robert Sean Leonard, who plays uh, Dr. Wilson, who is Dr. Watson, to House's Holmes, they're best friends, and they work at Princeton Plainsboro, and they basically are the most ridiculous, I don't want to call them man-children, because they're not actually immature the way that you think a man-child is from watching, like, sitcoms. They're fully grown up, but they also do things like prank each other constantly. Like, a very recent example, which, like, stays in the spirit of the show's, like, of their relationship throughout the history of the show is that they like seriously i think it's in season eight or late season seven they made a bet to see who could keep a chicken in the hospital longer without getting caught by security (laughs) when one of the new ducklings which is the thing we're gonna have to talk about goes to ask her colleagues that have been around the hospital longer like what the fuck house and wilson are doing the response is they are keeping chickens in the hospital because the place they went to to buy them only had one pig. So it's just, it's that sort of thing that is just so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah, that's that's what I loved about it. It was that, like, it doesn't matter if we're, like, 40 or 50 or whatever. We're still 12-year-olds at heart kind exactly. of vibe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love how we just both sound so sad. <laughs> we watched this show for, I would say, like, I watched maybe a total six seasons because I skipped about two to one and a half in the middle between seasons I didn't watch all of and seasons I only watched part of because the show got so bad. I think I watched like the first six and a half seasons and then I was like no I can't I can't do this anymore because as we've established even if I know a show is terrible now and I hate everything about it I will continue to watch it because I need something to watch at lunch at my desk. (laughs) (laughs) Week like that. Uh, bones yeah are you still watching that yes and it's like horribly bad i actually i have not been able to watch what is wrong with you i didn't manage to watch the season finale because i started it and i made it like 10 minutes and then i was like fuck no i can't do this anymore we'll see how long that lasts didn't i tell you like a season literally i could find the episode of slasher for it like last year where we're like dude you have to stop Yeah, but, you know, if I had been smart, I would have stopped watching after Zach got written out. And that was, like, season one or two. And I didn't. I kept going. Uh, Genius. All right. So, presuming that most people listening to Slash Report have, well, listening to the Slash Report episode about House, have either seen the show or mostly listening to us out of perverse curiosity to see what we thought of the series finale... MK, have you watched the series finale yet, or shall I give us the overview? Oh, I refuse. I, I you refuse. Yeah, like I stopped a while ago, and I'm not. I'm not going back to that abusive relationship. It's all you. Yeah, I definitely went back. I went back with bells on. Because, <laughs> well, one of the interesting things about house fandom, right, is that how do I even explain this? So, house is a diagnostician who focuses in like weird, goddamn medical shit. Wilson is the world's only nice oncologist. Is kind of like the running joke of the series. Wow. Uh, 
Nice. Yeah, he seems really nice on the surface, but then you realize that there's a reason that he's House's best friend between his three ex-wives and... His affairs. Yeah, his multiple life problems. He's a really good person, but like probably a really good person for House. Not necessarily a really good person on a normal human metric. But he is House's moral compass. So very much the same dynamic that you get with Sherlock Holmes. If you're listening to this and never watched House before and curious, we will tell you what to watch and what to skip. So do not just go and buy. Oh my God. Yeah, don't. It's a mistake. that we have to weed out for you. There are like key episodes that you should definitely watch, even if you never, like there's one episode you should definitely watch if you never watch an episode of House again. And then there's a lot of bullshit. Yeah, where you have to skip it. But for for the people who are curious, who don't want to go back and finish watching the series, I took that hit for all of you guys. So what happens is we find out in the eighth season that after years and years and years of fandom writing good and extremely bad fic about Wilson getting cancer, the show gives Wilson cancer. And it's really... And I I heard about this and I was like, well, I'm going to have to watch this because the show has handled everything so exquisitely badly up until this point. Like, so like driving a car into a living room badly. And that's not a metaphor. That's like a thing that actually happened during one of the seasons badly, which led to Lisa Edelstein leaving the show badly. Yeah, surprise. Um, Kel surprise. She was probably like, I can't take this bullshit anymore. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. She got, like, a refugee reassignment to Good Wife, which is an actual good television show. So, like, round of applause for Lisa Edelstein. So, Wilson has cancer, and the series, interestingly, reflects his sort of struggle with it in the sense that he's an oncologist. He knows what you go through. And his particular type of cancer is such that if he had really aggressive treatment, he could extend his life expectancy to maybe two or three years. But that's with him being constantly doing rounds of radiation and chemo. And and it would really, really decrease his quality of life. So he's taken a look at this and he's thought, you know what? I don't really want treatment. I want like five or six really good months and to have fun with that. And that's a really interesting choice I thought that they made. And it led to some completely staggeringly amazing stuff between Hugh Laurie and Robert John Leonard. So like you forget a lot of the times watching the show when it was real bad that these two are phenomenal actors in their own rights. And when you throw them in a contained space with a good storyline, they're explosive. And for the last couple of episodes of season eight, that's what you got because the primary sort of conflict for three or four episodes of that show is that Wilson doesn't want treatment And he wants to just enjoy his life, but he wants to do that with his best friend by his side. Whereas House can't bear the thought of being alone and can't bear the thought of not having Wilson anymore and refuses, like flat out refuses to support him in his not getting treatment. And they spend two or three episodes going back and forth, like fighting and pranking and like mutually manipulating one another to try and bring each other to each other's side. And it literally ends. The series literally ends because House does a stupid thing and is going to have to go back to prison and miss Wilson's last six months. Yes, I said prison because the show got real bad in the middle and he went to prison for a while. Yeah, um, He's going to have to miss Wilson's last six months. The show literally ends with Dr. House faking his death so that he and Wilson can run away together and they ride off into the sunset. On motorcycles together. So and that's the last shot of the series. What you're saying is the last shot of the yeah. series is bad Reichenbach Falls fan fiction. Uh, worse than bad Reichenbach Falls fan fiction. 
just good job good job house look what look at your life look at your choices yep here's the really interesting thing about the absolute series finale the very last episode the very last episode in and of itself is not good it's a weird it's a deeply weird episode it's like one of those classic like house mind fucks where he's like in a position where he's like coked out of his mind and all these different people from his memories come so throughout the series like the, the people who've died and come see him are Wilson's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Cutner, who committed suicide. Yeah. Because Cal Penn wanted to go work on the Obama campaign. Various other people who've been offed in the course of the series come and see House, where he's, like, dying in a warehouse fire because he went and did smack. I'm not kidding. This actually happened at the beginning of the episode. And while he's, like, slowly dying of, like, smoke inhalation, he has all these hallucinatory feelings and thoughts. And it's people being like, sure, you know what? You should go ahead and die because you're a coward and you're an asshole and you don't want to live without Wilson. So you're going to make sure you're dead first. So there's not this dilemma. But then he comes to this realization literally in, like, the last 10 minutes of the episode where he's like, you know what? That was me, but I don't have to be like this. I can change. So he stands up and he's ready to leave this burning warehouse and, like, take some responsibility uh, and be able to, like, be a good friend to Wilson. And all you see from the outside is this burning fucking beam collapsing on his ass. And you're just like, okay, well, all right, that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Then everyone is at his goddamn funeral. And people saying, like, those very polite uh, feeling, like feelings heavy things about him because he was an important person, but he was a bad person. You really can't say that as his funeral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> until Wilson gets up there and he just, he tries to start being polite and then he just loses it. And he's just like, House was an asshole. Greg House was a bad person. He was selfish. He was an addict. He didn't care about anybody else blah, 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 going off. And then suddenly he hears someone's phone start ringing. And he's like, okay, guys, this is a funeral. Phone keeps ringing. Guys, this is a funeral. Just just fucking answer the phone. It's his phone? So he finally looks, and it's not his phone, but he finds another one in his jacket pocket. And he pulls it out, and there's an unlisted number, and all it says in the text is, shut up, you idiot. Oh, my God. Shut up, you idiot. He's like, what the fuck? And you cut away from that, and Wilson's driving away from the funeral where he, like, stops, gets out of the car, walks across the street, because there is Greg House sitting on the front stoop, having faked his death. Oh. He faked his death so that Wilson could have five good months with him. That's amazing. Like, it's terrible, but it's amazing. No, it's fucked up, and it's completely insane. But think about the magnitude of what he did. So basically, he can never practice again. Yeah. He's basically, like, if you really think about what the transaction that just occurred and the reason that while 90% of that episode was bad, the last 10 minutes of it, like I was sobbing my eyes out because the transaction that just occurred is house has always lived for the mystery. He's lived for the puzzle. That's the thing that's kept him going. It's the thing that kept him going through his legs, the thing that kept him going through losing Stacy, who I think is the love of his life. And the thing that would have kept him going post Wilson He's given that up. Like, he can't ever practice medicine again because he's fucking dead. To be fair, Stacy left him for CSI New York, which was arguably also a better decision. Good focus, MK. But the point is, like, House gave up the, I know. Like, the dry force of his existence so that he could be with Wilson for, like, five months and they could just motorcycle around. And, like, you you have to understand, and this is, like, me on the Eurostar alone because I missed my train. No! Are you just, like, crying on the Eurostar? 
was crying on a train to France. So the whole story is that um, Marilyn was in London visiting for about a week and a half. And then we all went to Paris together because we lead uh, blessed but ludicrous lives. And I totally forgot my passport when we were going to Eurostar Terminal. So she got on the train. I had to go back to my house and come back and get my passport. So, like, because I was on the train alone, I had nothing to do except for watch the series finale of House that I downloaded that morning. And I can just see it now. Like, I can picture it so perfectly. Me and cabin four of the Eurostar. Are there other people in this cabin? Yes. There are a lot of people in this cabin. And you're just, just like, bucketing know, tears and, like, like not tears, pretty crying? Not not dignified crying. Just, like, ugly, um, wet-faced. <laughs> sobbing to my cuffs crying. <laughs> oh. Surrounded by French people. Yeah, who, like, don't do that shit, by the way. Whatever. The English don't either. Like, if I was going to cry on a train, that was the worst goddamn train to cry on. Yeah, but I feel like if you cried on a train full of the English, they'd be like, just drink some tea and suck it up. Whereas the French are, like, judging you. French are always judging me. I'm very used to it. Oh, moving on. (laughs) Yes. But that was a serious finale, and I thought it was quite remarkable. And while the last episode was not great, the last ten minutes of it were great. And the lead-up to it, the three or four episodes leading up to it were fantastic. Were so good. That does sound like like that's kind of a perfect ending, despite all of the shit show. It was a perfect ending. And weirdly, it's now that it's happened, it's the only one that I could imagine. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, sometimes a show just knocks it out of the park. And, you know... Even if they fucked up everything up to those 10 minutes, they yeah. nailed it. It's it's really strange because the show had such good bones to it. Like, the idea of it was really good. Hugh Laurie is a great actor. Like, all the people they had on it were great. You know, you had Omar Epps, who's, like, fantastic, is Foreman. Um, Jesse Spencer is Chase. Um, Jennifer Morrison is Cameron, who is now on Once Upon a Time, which I also think is charming as fuck. And she's super funny, and I love her on it. I'm not into and, it yet. Huh? I'm not into it yet. I've watched a bunch of episodes. I'm just not feeling it yet. It, it, I don't know that it applies. To, it appeals to everyone. Like, it has a certain level of, like, fairy tale twee that I like. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not necessarily for everyone. But it's definitely, it's just, how did it go so bad? Because the first three seasons, as we've established, were really good. At what point do you think that show completely went off the rails? Like, beginning of season four? <laughs> yeah, but what happened? Like, what actually happened to make it so bad? I'm trying to remember now. All I remember is anger. <laughs> okay, well, here's... Remember that we talked about this a couple years ago, that there's, like, a showrunner or someone... It's, like, some lady who, like, mm-hmm. starts amazing shows and then just pieces the fuck out and starts something else. Doris Egan! <laughs> yeah, she left. No, she didn't. She was on the show until the end. No, you told me yeah. she left. No, she's there. She... She has a live journal and she posted about the rap party. Jesus fuck. Okay. Okay. Then let's go backwards. I, okay. So it could be, like, to me, this is what bothered me. In the first season, there are things that made the show a good show for me. It would be things like, like, surprise. Because without surprise, a TV show or a video game or a movie or whatever is boring and nothing. And yes. for the first season, House consistently surprised me. Right. Like, when you watch three stories, which I'm just going to tell everyone, is the best episode of almost anything that I've ever seen on television. Agreed. Wholeheartedly agreed. If you've never watched an episode of House never planned to, you should still watch. Three stories. Three stories. Which is the second last episode of season one. It's amazing. Okay, so the, pr- the premise of the episode is that it's a teaching hospital, and there's this other doctor who is supposed to be teaching a class in diagnostics, but he's out sick. Uh, and because House owes the hospital a lot of volunteer hours, essentially, he has to go teach this class. And he's like, fuck, this is going to be the worst 
But he goes and he does it. And he's sitting in front of this classroom full of, like, 20-something aged medical students who are all, like, fresh-faced and naive and have, like, never encountered Dr. House before. And he proposes that uh, in the last year, three people have walked into his office with leg pain. And he presents the three cases and eventually just replaces the patient in each case with Carmen Electra. So Carmen Electra is just there in, like, various sexy outfits being like, ow, my leg hurts. Uh, But you get to see, like, three mini-episodes in which they solve these three interesting cases of leg pain, except that the last patient is House. And you get to find out, like, what happened with his leg pain and why they had to do crazy things to his leg and why he now walks with a limp. And it's quite interesting. And in the last two minutes of the episode, he resolves a bunch of personal problems, looks at a mug on the desk, diagnoses why the other doctor is sick, and then, like, pieces out. He's like, somebody tell that guy he's got lead poisoning, see you later. It's It's a beautifully written episode. It's charming and funny, and it's really, really sad as well because you get his backstory, and you also get the backstory of why, like, his relationship fell apart. Um, But it's all wrapped up in this wonderful frame, and it's, it's like, one of my favorite hours of television that I've ever watched. I still love three stories. Um, And it's such a perfect, it's like a thesis on House as a show. Yeah. So good. It's not just, like, okay, so you get sucked in as you watch it. Like, you start, and you're like, yeah, this is a pretty good episode. And just as you get sucked in, other characters in the show who are regulars start slipping into the lecture hall because they're like, holy fuck, is he talking about his leg? And they get sucked in. They, like, can't do their jobs. They just have to sit there and listen because it's so absorbing. Yes, and the really interesting part is the climactic turn in that episode is when Wilson shows up because he's the only person of the entire classroom of people and of House's employees who was a witness to this event, essentially. And who knows... Like, not just the things that he's telling that class, but, like, the things that he's never told anyone, but that Wilson knows. Yes. Oh, it's so beautiful. Like, I want to rewatch it right now. (laughs) Because it's so good. Like, even in the midst of us talking about how awful it is, it's still so good. Meanwhile, you also have episodes, like, the, my least favorite episode that I actually watched, right, was one weirdly also written by David Shore, who wrote three stories, Mm -hmm. uh, was one time where House actually gets suckered into doing clinic duty, and he runs into this girl who's been raped, and it is, I, I hate watched that episode. You know how, um, uh, uh, you know how Marilyn introduced the term hate fish pulling? Yeah. hate that episode i knew after the teaser that i was gonna find every single other minute of this episode offensive and i watched it anyways just to see how high my rage level could escalate to and it broke new ground uh proud of you baby where i would say like if you did a word count on the word rape used in that episode it was somewhere in the four thousands it was just like every other word was the word rape and it was just people screaming at each other about rape constantly not in any sort of constructive or useful way but using it the same way that you would use another socially unacceptable profanity as a shock metaphor or something like that just to like seize your attention in a really disgusting sort of tablet. instead of actually addressing anything no of course not it was a terrible episode i hated every second of it and i hate watched it and i'll never watch it again but that's the worst episode i ever watched on my own and I'm, that was probably like a season four or five episode and the worst episode that i didn't even bother watching is the one where so ever since the beginning of the series, the original trio of adults on the show was Lisa Edelstein playing um, Cuddy, Cuddy, who is the hospital, the dean of the hospital. She runs the hospital and she's known House since they were at University of Michigan together. And they've always sort of had like a back and forth, like, will they, won't they thing. Um, and they finally will they later on the series, which was 
horrible Like the mistake. worst decision she's ever made in her life. Decision Lisa Cuddy has ever made. She was family. dating an amazing private investigator who like would spend his free time raising her baby. Yeah, and dumped him for fucking Greg House. The day like, that he proposed. Have no commentary on that other than that was horse shit. Everyone knew it shouldn't have happened. I do not know what the fuck the show creators were thinking. They were being Anyways. dumb. Yeah, but like she dumps him eventually. She dumps House eventually. Thank God. And, and his response to this is that he drives a car into her living room. She has a baby. She has a ba- baby. He tr- drove a car into her house where she lives with her baby. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Okay, so there are a couple times that House went off the rails. I remember, like, we watched it for three seasons, and then in season four, you were like, fuck this, I'm not doing it anymore, and you stopped, and I kept going because I'm a fool. However... Yeah, and then you back in. <laughs> Because it recovered temporarily, and it did one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen, which is Wilson gets kicked out by his, like, current wife or whatever. They're divorcing, and he's staying in House's place, and they're just, like, pranking each other ridiculously for episode after episode, and Wilson is looking for places to stay, but he can't find anywhere that like he can afford and it's nice or whatever like he just can't find a place that is correct i wonder why here's it's like so beautiful because he's asleep on the couch and house comes home and sees that there's a light on the answering machine and he presses play and it's a message from wilson's real estate agent saying that like his dream home is available and that he can afford it and he should like he has to call her back in like five hours to make the offer or he won't get it and he just what is the song that starts playing? It's like, love makes you do bad things. Something like that. <laughs> like, it's like, love makes you do bad things. Love makes you, like, it's like like a love song for Wilson and House. Like, it might as well be a fan vid that starts playing in the background. And House deletes the message and just stands there, like, longingly looking at Wilson. And I was like, I started, like, hitting the air and myself. And then I, like, frantically emailed you. And was like, Jesus, fuck, you need to watch this now! It's because he's a bad person. It is because House is a bad person. And, like, I don't know why he enjoyed having Wilson there, other than they could do horrible things to each other. Like, there was Wilson so would sleep much... on the couch, House would stick his hand in, in a bowl water. of hot water and make him pee the couch. <laughs> and then Wilson would make House go to cooking lessons with him and other assorted awfulness that was, was just like, ugh. That was a period where House fan fiction was brilliant. Like, it was and just it was like... So- it was also pointless because the show was writing house fan fiction for us. Yeah, it was like, so they're married now. Like, just enjoy this. Like, if House and Wilson were married, this is exactly what it would be like, except that, you know, Wilson is sleeping on the couch right now. So Fake <laughs> would just fill in the blanks with, like, ridiculous sex, and you would be like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then they <laughs> fucked it up again. Of course they fucked it up again. It's House. Yeah. It's, it's what they do. That's like House got re-addicted to new kinds of drugs and then started hitting on Cuddy. And you were like, what the shit is going on? Why are you hurting me like this? <laughs> like, don't even lie, producers and writers of House. You know that everyone ships House Wilson. It's not just like a slashers thing. You ship it. Like, blatantly. Why? Oh, like, oh my God. just if fucking it up. Talk about, if we're going to talk about a show that has made the subtext text, we have to talk about... The history of this in fucking house, right? Oh, God. Right? Yes. This, 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 for everyone listening to this and they're like, oh, this is just another fandom where fangirls have feelings about the lead characters. No. This no. This is us having feelings about the lead characters. I would prefer them not to date because they're horrible people and they shouldn't be together. But They're better off with it, each other than anyone else, though. Like, it's safer yeah. that way. Let's be serious. 
contain the damage, right? But like the show has made it explicit in ways that it's almost impossible to fully comprehend just from the beginning. But the first really obvious example of this that I can remember is in the first season where Wilson, who's on wife number three, I guess at this <laughs> point, just le- just he's Jewish, but still his wife is not. And he just blows off Christmas and spends it with house. His wife is like, we're having like Christmas with my parents or whatever. And he's like, oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, like, no thanks. I'm going to go hang out with my bro. And he just has Chinese food with house on Christmas. And house um, like has Jewish stuff around because he's like, well, Wilson's Jew. You're like, what the fuck is going on? You're getting divorced, bro. Exactly. You're going to get so divorced, bro. Like, instant divorced after this. I'm sorry. So, so much divorced. Um, and then, oh man, <laughs> what other classic things? Uh, the beautiful, I am dating you conversation in the hallway where Wilson starts dating a woman that House refers to exclusively as Cutthroat Bitch, who is awesome, by the way. She's Amber, pretty great. Amber is awesome, one of the cooler characters who sadly perished um, during the series. And House is getting giving Wilson so much shit about this. And Wilson finally just comes around. He's like, you know what? That's right. I am dating you. We've known each other forever. We know everything terrible about each other. And we still remain. I mean, I guess we are dating. And it's just like, what? Did that conversation just happen on television? I don't understand what's going on. Uh. (laughs) And that's not even including the time Wilson proposed to him. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I can't believe that happened. Yeah. This is when, uh, I think Wilson, not Wilson, but like they move in together into like a new apartment um, because of reasons. I don't know. <laughs> is this during the investigation so, or no? This is this is like this is after because there's like court case where that guy's investigating them, and I remember this is after the investigation. <laughs> okay, so there's the not even like legal reasons that they should get married. There's no legal reason, but it's 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 like one upmanship that goes completely crazy where. Uh, they're trying to like outgate moving well house and wilson end up moving into a condo together so they live together for a long time actually in the course of the series and um they have a hot neighbor who is actually played by kate from ncis and what's her isles more brazilian isles yeah uh, they have a hot neighbor who thinks that they're a gay couple and the only reason she will talk to or hang out with house is because she thinks that he's part of a gay couple <laughs> so he, he uses this, this horrible character defamation like a freaky creepy pervert man which he is to get her to spend more time with him uh, and he spends a lot of time talking about how Wilson is a terrible boyfriend and won't commit and all this other shit. <laughs> Wilson is so sick of it that he finally busts in on this little like girl and gay best friend dinner that Morrow uh, or that Kate and House are having in like a local neighborhood restaurant. Drops down on one knee and just proposes marriage like in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten about that, and it was like, like just shit your pants, laughing, hilarious. Oh just, my god! How do you how how? That's not even including like the episode where they had to go to Vegas for something, and Wilson is forced to go down to the craps tables to start randomly asking couples if they want to swing with him in house for like an <laughs> medical case. Um, oh. Like, if you were ever thinking that, like, this show was just one where people are like, oh, no, they're totally married, we're not, like, being fanish here. If I were, like, not an internet fan, if I were just, like, you know, your mom who watches House, I would be like, oh, no, the people who write this show ship House and Wilson. Like, those two are made for each other. Yeah. No, they're definitely made for each other. 
like there's just that's that's the fact they they should get married and that's basically the end of the show like you know they're gonna have their beautiful five or six month relationship and then wilson will die and house will commit suicide and that's the end (laughs) it's like romeo and juliet plus sherlock holmes like that's what this show is oh Uh, it's accurate you know it's true depressing it's a depressing show ultimately yeah ultimately it's a pretty sad show you're like laughing your ass off and you should be sad it's sad it is sad so like the show because of the last couple of episodes things that it's ruined for me oreos i'm never gonna be able to look at an oreo again without crying good job yeah do you do you want to know the story about this no because i have i have a bag of oreos on top of well like golden oreos on top of my fridge i don't care i'm gonna tell you anyway i hate you during uh, House's attempting to manipulate Wilson into deciding to stay alive or at least accept treatment phase, he at one point decides to do a double fake out and say that he totally is like on board with Wilson. Let's just go have a really nice dinner together at our favorite place tonight. So the two of them go out for dinner and they're having a really good time. They're like laughing and telling jokes and like just really enjoying one another's company. And instead of just, so then a waiter comes with like a silver tray and it's clearly a special order the house has made. And he says, you know, we haven't actually seen the dessert menu yet, but I figured I would make a special order given the circumstances. And he lists the tray up and it's Oreos. And Wilson just starts laughing because apparently once upon a time, in a time we didn't see, the two of them used to go hiking and camping together, which makes me think broke back doctors. All yeah, over yeah. They went on a camping trip where House, and I 100 believe it was House, failed to tie the bear bag up high enough. Uh. So attacked the camp and ate all of their food except for Oreos. And then they had to like hike for two days and all they ate was Oreos. And all Wilson ate was the white stuff in the middle of the Oreos because he refuses to eat the black cookie part. To be fair, that black cookie part is disgusting. I like it. But the point is you're sitting there and you're just like... <laughs> and then later in the episode where like Wilson is trying to decide what the fuck he's gonna do with his life he sees a bag of Oreos and has to like leave the house and now every time I see Oreos I have to like leave I just can't, I can't. <laughs> how do you ever go to Tesco's anymore they're not Oreos in this country what really no oh good job UK I support that decision no terrible decision love Oreos I support it 100% they're like the most disgusting of cookies I love Oreos. Oreos are the greatest. If I could eat nothing but cookies and cream and stuff, I would. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, no. We have to move right. on. We have to move on, and we should give people recommendations. In the sense that you've never watched House, or you're curious about House, or you fell off the wagon or whatever. What should they watch? What should they definitely avoid? Definitely watch three stories. There's just, there's nothing else. I'm sorry. You have to watch it. You have to watch it right now. What are you doing still listening to us? Go watch it. <laughs> yes, that is very true. Fourth season is where he fires all the ducklings. Oh, yeah. That was a mistake. Okay, while you're looking stuff up, I will tell people. Mm-hmm. The show house won an award from the Lupus Association of America <laughs> because there's like a trope in house where, so, you know, someone is terribly ill and they can't figure it out. And inevitably, Cameron will be like, it might be lupus. And they're always like, it's not fucking lupus. Like, it's never lupus. Okay, it's never, ever lupus. And I think in, like, season three or something, finally, it was lupus. And she was like, yes, it's lupus! And then they were like, I mean, that's terrible, it's lupus. 
But the Lupus Association gave them an award for basically spreading awareness of lupus because nobody had heard of it before. Seriously, no one had ever fucking heard of it until it was on the whiteboard every single episode. Lupus is a disease that almost nobody gets. It's an autoimmune disorder. But if you get it, it's It's fucking terrible. There's someone in my life who has lupus and she's like obsessed with watching House because lupus always comes up. And she's like, this time it's actually lupus. And she can tell ahead of time. (laughs) She's <laughs> like, I know the whole, like all the symptoms. What do you want to know about lupus? Which is kind of awesome. Yeah. Good lord. Okay, I don't even know. Okay, fine. <clears throat> Unreservedly recommend the first three seasons of House, which has its ups and downs, but is overall a very, very good set of episodes. And then potentially you should pretend it stopped there. Yes. You have the option of just ending it there. Or if you want to... You could go on, and in season four, note that at the end of season three, or at the beginning of season four, House fires his original trio of doctors, um, the Ducklings, basically, and has this weird survivor-like competition to hire his new employees. Uh, At the end of season four are the pair of episodes called House's Head and Wilson's Heart, which are actually really, really good And they're about Wilson's girlfriend, Amber, dying and some of the ridiculousness that comes with that. But they're very good episodes, that pair. They are Um, very good. Very, very good. Um, (laughs) I love your face. You're looking at like the absurd episode descriptions. You're like, I fucking hate that. You're so bad. Like, I'm just, I'm like desperately trying to figure out like. So basically, I'm, like, actually clicking on the individual season pages now because I just hate so many of these. I'm trying to, like, weed out the ultra-bad ones. Yeah. Wow, all of season five is pointless. No, yet. I just scrolled scrolled through all of season five, and it was just like, don't watch any of that. Don't watch any of it. In season five, except for the fact that uh, you need to know at the end of season five, House and Cuddy Bone and Thuz was the beginning like some of the worst worst episodes of house ever yeah it leads to like the beginning of season six being house in a psychiatric hospital which is fucking great yeah i actually enjoyed a little bit of that but i was hoping that while he was in the psych ward he would find and like rescue wilson's homeless brother no like no. no one will ever find and rescue wilson's homeless brother that will just be something sad that happens to wilson forever yeah um okay season six episode that you should definitely watch is called wilson strangely enough which is an episode where they're living together and it's one it's during the phase where house and wilson are living together and one of the many faces comes into town and basically guilt trips wilson into like giving him part of his liver that is actually what happens in the episode but it's very good (laughs) despite that despite that summary there's like large swaths of like just don't watch this followed by like oh there's one good episode in this season yeah, don't watch a lot of this stuff. That's You know what, guys? This is like a DVD buying rule. Let's say that you wanted to buy DVDs of a show like House, where you know that a couple seasons are really good, and then there's like shit except for like two episodes you like. You have to weigh how much you like those episodes against the cost of the rest of the box set. Because as an example, I own three seasons of Lois and Clark. Only two seasons are good, but season two ends on the cliffhanger of will Lois and Clark get engaged or not, and you need the first episode of season three to find out. And that's the only reason that I own season three, and it's totally worth the $50. You're a crazy person. I'm giving sound advice financially to our listeners. You're a crazy person. So most of season seven, don't watch. And then don't watch most of season eight, because... Yeah. 
During the course of season eight, before Wilson declares that he has cancer and the show actually changes direction to focus on something non-shitty, like House is in prison, some other shit happens. Wilson, not Wilson, House marries a Russian lady, I think, to get her a green card. What? Then fucks that up, too. Of I'm not course. kidding. That actually happens. And in, ser- in, in season eight, the episode you want to start watching on if you want to actually follow up on the House Wilson business and Wilson's cancer arc is episode 18, Body and Soul, followed by 19, The C Word, followed by 20, Postmortem, and 21, Holding On, and 22, Everybody Dies, which is the last episode of that series. Is that what they really called it? Yes, it is called Everybody Rocks dies. Fall, Everyone Dies. Yes, rocks. literally Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. Amazing. <clears throat> but yeah, that is it for the show. If you actually want to give it a try, Godspeed. Good luck. Be careful. It's dangerous. It's so dangerous, but there's stuff that's worth watching. Just watch three stories and see if you like it. Definitely. That is a good episode to start on. If you enjoy that, then you'll probably like most of one through three, which you can end with. Just, you can stop there. Yeah, you can just pretend that they live happily ever after, you know, homosocially. Instead of knowing that they ride off into the sunset. And then Wilson's going to die in five months. And then House will commit suicide. We don't know that for sure, but it seems likely. Come on, there's like a 99% chance that that's what's going to happen. Oh, oh, and this one little detail that is only going to make sense to people who actually watched House, but are too emotionally fucked up to watch the end of the series. When Wilson is undergoing an experimental treatment before he decides to not take any more treatment, he's in so much pain and he's maxed out on morphine to the point where, like, they just don't have any more painkiller available to them. House gives Wilson all of his Vicodin. Ooh, that's love. It's so, it's so wrenching. That's like the worst kind of love. It's the worst kind of love. Just like, where House is hand-feeding Wilson his Vicodin and lying and saying that he has a separate stash. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. All his Vicodin is in you now, Wilson. <laughs> okay, you can't say that because then all I can think of is uh, Legend of Korra and how 20-something and I always start singing he lives in you at each other when we talk about it. That sounds dirty. It's amazing. Sounds really dirty. That girl is your dad. Okay, we're done. Okay, we're done. We have to move on. We, we should end this. We should end this. Do get... we have Rex? Oh, did the, uh... Fick Rex. I only have one, and it's called okay. Around the World and Back Again, Grace Jones' Polar Opposite Remix, and it is by D. Laundry. Okay. <laughs> Which, uh, House and Wilson go to a medical conference in Singapore. <laughs> oh my Which God. is, like, a terrible idea. Like, why would you do that? And just, like, it's, like, a little bit angsty, and it's sweet, and it has a happy ending, and it's kind of hilarious, and there's porn. Like, Excellent somewhat kinky porn and that's all you need to know like it's just it's good you'll like it it's very refreshing after almost every other house fic that you will read Alrighty, i have two recommendations one is by jm torres called the unwilling host and it's basically uh everyone invades house's house for thanksgiving literally against his will just everyone shows up he doesn't want any of them there and it's great. It's funny. It's very character accurate. It's incredibly charming. And it has all, like, the lovely elements of the first three seasons of the series. The other recommendation I'm going to make is if you felt that the end of House didn't make you cry enough what with its Wilson having cancer arc, you can read the story that was written, how many years ago was Why this would written? you recommend this? Because I want to. That was literally written five years ago but had the exact same fucking plot line because everyone 
was like, huh, we should kill Wilson with cancer, but the show would never do it, right? Right. <laughs> um, this is a story called All Good Things by Rubber Butt, and it is a story where Wilson gets cancer. Um, it's a very different approach toward it than they did on the series, and it's incredibly, incredibly crushingly sad. And the closing moments of that story have one of the most vivid, like chillingly sad moments of grief and acceptance of loss that you could ever read. Um, so heavy, heavy warnings for hysterical sobbing on Eurostar trains if you actually <laughs> do decide to read this. But it's a very good story. It's very well written. And um, Robert Button owes me like six boxes of tissues for this story still. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I, so now we're going to close on things that make you cry. So enjoy that, folks. You're welcome. Don't you love us? I know. You should love us a lot. All right. That does it for us this week. We'll see you on the flip side. Uh, and what are we going to be talking about next week? Uh, summer watching. Summer watching. Good times. It's almost time for the USA Summer Shows to come back. So everyone get excited. Yes. Yes. Be prepared. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. I don't want to get up. Lazy ass. Shut up. You have the internet. I do have the internet. You have the internet too.